We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the... <laughs> All right. Welcome into this Oxford Exxon podcast. This Wednesday edition, Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Just after 8 o'clock as we're hitting the button this morning, we have a uh, 2022 football schedule, or at least we do until Texas and Oklahoma jump into the league. But we might have a schedule. I don't know. We'll talk about a potential There's a schedule. tentative schedule. Yeah, there's a tentative schedule right now. We will uh, discuss that. It's a pretty good one for Ole Miss. We'll uh, do that. We'll do some NFL. We, I don't know. Who knows? We'll talk about some TV shows. We'll do something over the course of the next hour and a half. It's a bye week. Ole Miss and Alabama is still 10 days away from their uh, clash there in Tuscaloosa. So we'll get to plenty here in uh, here in a minute on the podcast. Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You can uh, go see the self-checkout for yourself. Don't have to worry about what the line is. Waiting for someone to take care of you? Take care of yourself there at the Oxford Exxon. Also, you can download the Speed Pass Plus app, earn points, and save money with any Blue Sky location in Mississippi. When you fill up, you earn points. Earn points equals save money there. And here locally, the, the lunch special, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink every single weekday. So stop in, take care of multiple things there at once there at the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get to quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can chop it around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests uh, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a great place this weekend. If you're just kind of hanging out in town, I'll stop by Rafters. You can watch some of the games uh, on the uh, the TV. The TVs, I should say. And uh, burgers, po'boys, great appetizers, uh, full bar, great beer selection, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. So uh, let's jump into, uh, I, I guess, scheduling. There's nothing else overly um, newsworthy today. Um, 
at, at the at the site, a lot of stuff, rebelgrub.com. I think there is the possibility of a commitment today, I would assume. Um, There's a possibility of up to three commitments okay. today. So busy day from a recruiting standpoint there at rebelgrove.com, so stay locked in for that. Also, um, my 3-2-1 is up. We go ahead and look ahead to Alabama a little bit. We look at the schedule. We look at some different things with the Ole Miss offense and uh, more. Today's Neil's Mailbag Day and uh, plenty other things at rebelgrove.com. A lot of content there on the site. Some of it uh, you do have to have a description for. Some of it's free. So start clicking around. See what you like there at Rebel Grove. Um, I'll yes. tell everyone that all of the recruiting stuff is premium. That is typically It our, will stay premium. There's a lot. Zach has worked really hard behind the scenes on stuff that you haven't seen. There's a lot of... Um, a lot the of the an, admin is very busy this morning. A lot of analysis and such. And so it's um, a lot of recruiting happening. Um... The weather is incredible. I actually contemplated a sleeve this morning when I was leaving my house. Like it's, you know, back in college you had North Face Day, which was like the first day you could pull the jackets out in the uh, oh, in, yes. in the fall. Um, it's not that, but there is a little hint of a chill in the air today where it did go. Whoa, this is uh, this is this is nice. This is this is different. Um, now we're still we're still going to get blazing sun at some point the rest of this calendar year. We're not done by any stretch of the imagination. No, October will be hot. Yeah, it's but, always hot. But today was was kind of cool this morning, uh, literally and uh, and figuratively this uh, this morning. So, yeah, a little chill in the air here in uh, here in North Mississippi is uh, I don't know what the temperature is, but it's uh, it's whatever outside. I'm pulling it up. I want to see what the long-term forecast is. It's 59 right now. The high today is 73, which is pretty close to perfect. Like, in the, like 10 day. So the highs over the next, this is in Oxford, 73, 73, 76, 78, 82, 85, 84, 81, 78, 79. So hints of warm fall. Hints of warm fall. But we do have several days of great weather. That is true. Once the rain finally got out, which seemed like it would never end here yesterday. What's your like ideal weather day? I probably like it five to eight degrees warmer than you do, probably. But I would say eighty-ish, high seventies, somewhere in there. Oh yeah, see, mine's like sixty-seven. Okay, yeah, I'd say mid seventies ish. Like on a perfect day, I don't really get that hint of cool, but at the same time, it's not humid or hot either. It's in that I can wear shorts and be comfortable all day with literally no sweat even being a possibility. But I don't feel like I ever have any kind of like nippiness in the uh in the air yeah false fall is a good word for it on a rev 20 that's that's, 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 that's about that's, right yeah that's a good that's that's, just, that's a good word for it um so schedule Ole Miss plays it's uh it's four non-cons first and then eight straight conference games with a buy somewhere in the uh the middle Pretty good chance next year for Ole Miss to get to six and zero to uh, to start the season if they are as uh, people would expect from just a program elevation standpoint. Who's the year. quarterback? Well, I'm going there. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> Don't know who's who's leading the charge here. Um, you know, there's a decent chance that uh, there's a decent chance Matt Corral is not the quarterback next season. So um, yeah, pretty solid. <laughs> um, barring something catastrophic, Matt is not going to be under center for the Rebels next year. Um, but that I guess that was my point was that the way the schedule sets up, if they have a quarterback who has potential but just needs some time to transition, the schedule sets up quite well for that. Um, That's true. From the standpoint of of getting them acclimated before the crazy uh, 
before the crazy stuff sets in and you have the tough the, league games. The, the back, back half is a bitch. The back half is an absolute bear. Yeah, it's a it, it just is what it is. Someone said, "Where'd the bear go?" He went to the back half of the twenty two schedule. That's yeah. where he went. Yeah, because um, look, it's and look though. I will say I like the setup of the non cons early and not having that stupid bye week. Because if there's one criticism to the current schedule. It's that they don't play Liberty this week and have the bye week at that point in the schedule because the SEC games are set and then you fill it in however you want to. So that was a mistake to have this stretch of games moving forward without that bye where that Liberty game is set right now. Sure, of course. Um, I'd much rather play Liberty Saturday. Yeah, and then deal with it from there. So next year, yeah. Frankly, that would be really good for them because today Kiffin's going to do his little press conference thingy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is going to get bombarded with Alabama questions. I think, although there are people that are obsessed with what do you do in the bye week, sure. which I just want to curl up in a ball and go to sleep at that point because they do the same thing in a bye week that everybody else does in a bye week. It's How do you get better in the bye week? 101? Yeah. Yeah, I just. <laughs> do I do a lot of self-scouting this week? No, we watch no film. We did not watch ourselves. No, we have no analysts who do self-scouting every day, by week or not. No. Literally their job. That's, what That's literally do. what they do. You have people in the building who are paid to try to beat you every day. Yeah. And they file a report every yeah. day. Here's what I noticed today. This if I'm is, playing you, this is the things I do today. If I were playing you today with this team's personnel, this is what I would do based on what I'm seeing from you from tendencies and weaknesses. Okay. Take that, work on it, figure yes. it out, remove those tendencies. The goal is no tendencies, if at all possible. So, Troy opens up uh, in Oxford next season. The uh, the Trojans and the Rebels. Been a little while since they played Troy. Um, Central Arkansas returns. That was uh, uh, that was Hughes for opener, right in twelve because they were losing at halftime or something. Is that right? I think it was Central Arkansas. Isn't that right? Maybe so. Yeah, I think so. Because it was Central Arkansas and then UTEP when Trey Elston was kicked out for targeting. Central Arkansas's in Conway? They are, yes. Okay. The yeah. Bears. The Bears. Yeah, they were the baseball team when Mike said that was a bullshit question that time. Oh. It was Central Arkansas that beat the Rebels. <laughs> um, they were a D2 school trans- transitioning at that point. Um, I did enjoy Trey Elston that day of the Louisville game, basically tweet that if he were still playing, he would get targeting every week. He would never play a game. He would get kicked out always. He would, Yeah, he'd yeah. spend a lot of time standing on the sideline without a helmet. He would. Um, a trip to Atlanta for Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. In By the way, three. when they go take the helmet away, <laughs> is that part of the punishment? Because they don't get to hold their helmet? I mean, if you just said, no, I, just, I want to hold it, I I, I, I like my helmet. I want to Can hold it. Can you keep your helmet? I don't know. You want to know if that's like in the rules that they have to take They always go take the kid's helmet. Well, I think they're like, I mean, why do you got to hold up? Like, keep up with it. Well, but what if a kid said, I, I don't want to let go of it? I want my helmet. I want my helmet. There I, might be a brawl after the game, and when I walk out on the field, I need my, I, we need strapped up. Or maybe here. he just goes, I'm, I'm going to keep my helmet on my head. Almost like a punishment. Shame or something. I'm going to keep my helmet on. Wait, they used to make them completely leave the field. Like the, the announcers every time now act like it's this golden ticket that they get to stand on the sidelines. They go, yeah, but this year the rule's different. They don't have to leave. I know every time. Dude might want to leave. Yeah, right? I, I mean, frankly, go ahead and take a shower. Right? What? 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 what are we I'd doing? rather go leave. I can sit in the locker room, watch I mean, the game. I can't uh, play. I'm pissed off. 
Let me go to the locker room. Say, at least for a minute. I need to go throw something. Yeah. And then, let me, and then I'm going to take a shower and put on my little my jogging suit or whatever I'm going home in. And maybe I'll come back out. Maybe I'll come back out. Maybe I won't. <laughs> it's not like Lane's going to ask for me. So, like, whatever well, no, over the I next mean, two hours. I can't help you. Yeah. I'll be back in twenty. Sorry, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I mean, out. I might go see if someone's got a flash somewhere. I mean, I don't. What are you gonna do? I mean, it drives me nuts. You yeah. know, sorry. No, you're good. So Georgia Tech in week three, they pretty much sucked under uh, under Jeff Collins. They've not been good at all. Um, Neil is excited about going over there. Maybe Russell comes down. They have like a Georgia Tech. They have a watch party or something going on there with jackets online. I just hope he shows up. Uh, Rizzo can see him again. Yeah. Um, Tulsa in week four. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Was there an actual growl? It was kind of a guttural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the dog who thinks every every human being he sees is my best friend ever. He saw him and went. <laughs> <laughs> I knew right then. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> something's bad. <laughs> Because that dog, that dog sees any human, and he shakes his whole body. Yeah, whole body. I mean, it's wags. just yes, throw a ball, give me a biscuit, do something <laughs> positive. Here. Yeah, uh, or not. But he would, he would like, he would like backpedal. He'd like be wherever he was, and yeah. he'd start, he'd start moonwalking yeah. backwards a little bit. <laughs> he moved yeah, backwards yeah. and he went. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh. Sorry. And, and uh, Gus, Gus wouldn't even come in the room. He just stayed on his bed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, people might have pretty good senses of who somebody is, but labs have a really good sense of who someone is. I feel like, like the, the, the when when certain dogs go, yeah, no, I'm 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 good. There's there's something you're giving off to the world. That, oh, I, I can tell what's a mean dog and what's not a mean dog by the way Rizzo reacts to the dog. Oh, really? The, oh, yeah, absolutely. He knows whether he can go I, or I, not on a dog. He knows, yeah, okay, we, we, we're going to be cool or, no, no, this could get ugly. And he'll keep his distance? Because he doesn't want to scrap. Or he'll make some noise. Oh, will he? Yeah. He'll, he'll fight back a Actually, little? See, I think Rizzo, of the two, Rizzo would be the one that would fight. He'd be a little aggressive? If it meant prote- came to it? protecting his people? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Really? Yeah. Gus would be like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Someone got some cheese. Yeah, sure. Tulsa has been pretty bad here the last few years. Rebels get them in Oxford to uh, close Nikon play and then uh, open the league play at home against Kentucky, and then they get Vanderbilt. So, yeah, just uh, the first six, pretty manageable for the most part there. Kentucky oh, yeah. by far the toughest game of those six. And you got to love a season where Vanderbilt's a road game. Yeah, knocks that out of there. Gets, yeah. gets, gets the win on the road in Nashville. Because if you can't win there on October the 8th, you got a whole world of problems. Then the gauntlet begins. Three more before the open date. That is Auburn at LSU at A&M. You get your bye week, and then I do not remember the last time Ole Miss played Alabama this late in the season. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday because usually it's September. It's early always. Uh, Yeah, this is late. Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State. The other interesting thing with that schedule is that, and it's happened a little bit late in the year before, but, you know, that's kind of the reverse of what it used to be. You know, Houston Nutt. All right, when he was at Arkansas, you know, they played state the second to last weekend yeah. pretty much every week because yeah. I feel like that was one of the reasons why Arkansas had such a good record against Mississippi State because they were kind of the way state is looking ahead to Ole Miss to some extent, and Arkansas was able to kind of sneak in there. I remember telling Houston that. He dismissed me. He did not believe that was accurate. Did not. 
Because I think Houston was like 10-1 and one against them or something. He, was. He, he lost year one and didn't lose again. That's what it was. I think that's correct. And then year one in, at Ole Miss, he just destroyed them. Yeah, because they sucked. Well, they were terrible, and his team was really good. Yeah. And they beat the hell out of them. I don't remember the score. 45 to nothing. Okay. Yeah. And it was like 31 or 38 to nothing at halftime. Okay. Because that's when they couldn't they couldn't get a snap off. It was it was Tyson Lee and or or whatever their name and Wesley Carroll. I remember neither quarterback wanted to go in the game. I remember being seriously like no joke felt sorry for their quarterbacks. And I very rarely watch a college football game feeling sorry for people, but I, I genuinely they felt, had no chance. I genuinely felt bad for the quarterbacks that day. Like Just, that, this is not fair at all. Yeah. But ever, after that, he thought, eh, it's easy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to this. I'm like, hey, it's going to be different. You're going down there next year with the you're not the, wearing the, the script on the you're chest. not wearing the hog on your shirt. You're wearing the that's a different reaction. Yeah, so. prepare thyself. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's it was yeah. So. Uh, again, LSU A and M on the road. Open date: Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State to uh, to close. Boy, that close is tough, man. Auburn, you figure they'll be better. Although I don't know who their quarterback will be next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know who LSU's coach will be next year. A and M will probably be pretty good next year. Alabama's Alabama. Got to go to Fayetteville, and then turn around. It's Thanksgiving Day, right? They're doing the Thanksgiving thing again. November twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. With state, oof. It's 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 more complicated. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, they frankly should start six and zero and go from there. I mean, they have a good se- this season this year just because of the way media works. They'll open in the top 25 next year and be like eighth at 6-0. and Oh, sure. And now, you, again, buckle up and see where, where it goes from there. But that's a, that's a decent It depends on how the next nine games go, too. I didn't even see State open with Memphis. I, I looked at no one else's schedule at all. I haven't either. I'll do it in a second while we're, uh, while we're in break. We, we, we've got a list of that. I was a chemistry, I mean, not chemistry, biology tutor. Yesterday. Not history last night, biology. No, no, we made an A on, he made an A. I didn't take the test. Okay. He made an A on, but I felt like invested in it. Did you? Because we studied a bunch. Gotcha. Now, he made an A on his test. Okay. Look at a couple other schedules. We'll move on in a second. First two about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon in November, Walk-On's Sports Sports Bistro More Than a Restaurant, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. We're also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Go to muddywateroutdoors.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get a 35% discount on any and all products from the site, free shipping on orders of $100 or more at muddywateroutdoors.com. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter that same promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 25% off the very best socks you'll ever put on your feet, deadsoxy.com. You don't have to sign up for a full season to uh, get 7 South services and tailgating as well. 
They've still got, uh, what, five home games left, including four SEC games. You can get hooked up for one of those games, two of those games, all of those games by getting in touch with the people at 7 South. Kyle Thornton and the gang do a great job. 662-321-1682 or 7SouthTailgating.com. And uh, you can while you're in the Grove, you want to make sure you've got Game Changer Patch with you. Game Changer helps you prepare. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com. Enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 25% off your order. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Go to the events page. It's everything going on this week and every week, including when Ole Miss returns home in a couple weeks for football. they got Arkansas tunes around town on that Friday night, 5 to 7, several different music opportunities there as you walk around the square. And the bus tours 3 and 4 o'clock for those. Again, buying an adult ticket gets you $100 off a pair of blue Delta jeans. So visit OxfordMS.com slash events. So, okay, I got the uh, the schedules up. Let's see. For next year, I mean, I'm not worried about minutia of SEC play. But just any kind of interesting non-con games. Alabama goes to Austin and Texas next year on September the 10th. Um, so, Bama and uh, and the Horns. So, that'll be interesting whether that – if the schedules were to get changed. It just stays as a conference game. Would it, they just leave it there as a yeah, conference game. And it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama, Utah State, Texas, UL Monroe, mm. and Austin P. Mm. next year. That is their, uh, their slate. UL Monroe's on a one-game winning streak. I saw that in front of a capacity crowd there in, uh, oh, in Monroe. so many people. I mean, it, there were more band members than I think there were anyone else in the stadium there at the end. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, I they, saw the picture. They went to do the celebrate thing. I'm the like, there's nobody there. Whatever. What's their alma mater? I have no idea. You don't know any of their no. alma mater? Okay. <laughs> As you said yesterday, somebody in Fayetteville should be fired for the schedule that they have next season. Incredible. What were they doing? In addition to the – the tw- the eight SEC games now they do get a little bit of a break playing uh, playing South Carolina but that's, that's yeah that's that's a, that, that's that, a break that, that's pretty much it but so they get Carolina instead of Georgia yeah which is a good trade that's a good trade yeah yeah they get Carolina and Missouri as their uh, East teams that's not bad hard to be worse unless you get Vanderbilt yeah but their non cons Cincinnati is their opener in Fayetteville mm. Missouri State okay whatever BYU and Liberty BYU's in Provo it is yes. And now they'll beat Liberty because Liberty won't have Malik Willis and we'll be off this silly <laughs> charade by then. But no, that's a full slate. Can Hugh parlay this into any Power 5 job? If he literally just says, well, a Power 5 team hire me to get the hell out of Lynchburg. Yes, as long as it's not SEC. Yeah, right. I don't think he can get an SEC gig. I think we see that now. But if NC State or somebody said, sure. Oh, I think I would, yeah. He would be a fool not to take it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Unless he just wants to stay at Liberty forever. And look, Hugh, look, he's a coach. He's a good coach. He's wired, I'm sure, to try to get back to whatever the closest to the highest level. But all jokes aside, Liberty's a pretty damn good football job. He's making like $2 million a year to just win football games. Oh, I mean, if I were... I mean, it's the group of five David Cutcliffe deal where you just go, hey. If I were his counselor, I'd be like, out. hey, You're man, good. this is a good gig for you. You, you, you win can, a lot of football games here. Because you you're going to out-coach who you play most of the time. And you can do the transfer portal pretty well. You can get kids who've been kind of beaten down, and you can build them back up and get them to buy into all your hokey stuff. And 
you get kind of be you. There's no media. There's no harsh media there. Mm-hmm. Any media that makes the trip up there is going to be pretty favorable. Yeah, it's all flyover feature stuff. Yeah, so you're it's perfect for mm-hmm. him. But I, I would suspect that his ego, which is not unlike the ego of any other really good football coach, wants to get back into the big sure. show. Uh, grinds Auburn Tigers. Their uh, schedule next year: Mercer, San Jose State. They get the home date with Penn State, and then Western Kentucky next year. It's so not that's, bad. Uh, that's Auburn's schedule. Their other rotating East team is the Missouri Tigers next year. So Missouri and Georgia for uh, they play Georgia early again next year too. That's an October eight game. They've got a stretch next year. Auburn does of LSU at Georgia at Ole Miss during a three uh, three week period there. Uh, Florida, they get Utah at home to open the season. The Utes headed to Gainesville. South Florida, Eastern Washington, and Florida State. So there are your four non-cons for the Florida Gators. Utah, Florida is kind of fun opening weekend. Yeah. Actually, opening weekend looks good. The more I'm looking at this, there's a lot of stuff opening weekend. That's become the thing now. Yeah. Uh, Georgia plays the Oregon Ducks in Atlanta next year to open the season. Really? And they do, yes. Okay. So, George, I guess that's the Mercedes-Benz game, either the Monday would, or the Saturday. I would assume. Uh, Georgia and Oregon, Samford, Kent State, and uh, Georgia Tech, obviously. So, that's uh, pretty dead other than the one. Did I get Oregon? I'll give them credit for that. That's a, that's a, that's an A. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. You play a top-five team in the country, I don't really give a shit what your other three games Yeah, are. I mean, come yeah, on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you turn around and play Mercer, I'm, <laughs> I'm not – it's all good. <laughs> Uh, Kentucky opening with Miami of Ohio, um, Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, and Louisville. Kentucky knows what they're doing. Hey, we're That's smart. We're, yeah, we're we're going to win three games and then play Louisville at the end of the season. That's what That's we're smart. doing. Smart. Get your four. Yeah. Don't do anything dumb. That's what Ole Miss is doing. Yeah. Don't be stupid. No. There's no no, no point in it. LSU opens in New Orleans against the Florida State Seminoles next year. Um, it's like playing Mercer. a neutral site game. What are you talking about? That could be two new coaches. It could be two new coaches. Nope. Florida State's still going to suck. They're bad. I mean, uh, they don't. They don't. Not only got beat by Wake Forest, they got whipped to a point where, if you read into it a little bit, and I did read some of it because I was curious, guys kind of quit. Oh, really? You're in year two, week three, and guys are quitting. It was like thirty-five to ten at one. It point? was. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, Southern. University, not Southern Miss, New Mexico, and UAB, the other uh, non-cons for LSU. We went over Ole Miss. Mississippi State opens at home against the Memphis Tigers next year. Uh, get a, a rematch between uh, between those two back in Starkville to, to, to close the home-and-home. Home. The next week, Mississippi State goes to Arizona. They'll go play the Wildcats out in Tucson in week two. Okay, It's a very winnable game because they, they're bad. Yeah, Bowling Green and East Tennessee State closing out the uh, the schedule. So okay. fine, yeah. Again, all SEC schools have to play a Power Five team, Notre Dame or BYU, every year. Yeah. So you can't just play four cupcakes. You try to find the worst Power Five team you. Can Which play. is why you got to ask the people at Arkansas. So why are you playing Cincinnati? Yeah, because that's mean, not even counting. That's the, you, you get nothing out of it. Literally, cancel that and play. Arkansas Tech. Yeah. Yeah, because BYU counts. That allows yeah, you to play you your – That's a requirement. Yeah. And that's why if you're Ole Miss, yeah, schedule the Wake Forest and the Purdue and go go find those teams. Mm-hmm. Unless you get the really attractive game, like, you know, whatever, that you can uh, – that you can Maybe do. they're banking that Fickle and uh, – because Ritter's gone, right? That's, yeah, this I is think it. So. so. They'll probably take a step back. Okay. Although they never really do. 
Missouri opening with three of their first four away from home, including their first two away from home. They go two middle to open the year. Who Why? the hell scheduled that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we joke about hand raised guy, but there's got to be a guy in the back of the room that goes, wait, wait. Well, look, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if Boone or Schaefer scheduled it. But while they had Eli, they Ole Miss played, played a road game at Arkansas State. It was insanity. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, someone goes, "Well, maybe it was a three for one." I don't I care. Where, I don't do it because yeah. the one sucks so bad. Missouri opens at middle, then goes to Kansas State the next week. So back to back road games. Well, but Kansas State's here. fine. If you so if you open the season with middle at home, all good. Yeah. Abilene Christian. Uh, Auburn is their other game in the uh, in the in the in the West, and then mm. they play uh, New Mexico State. So okay. whatever for Missouri, South Carolina obviously gets Clemson at the uh, end of the year. Their other ones are Charlotte, South Carolina State, and Georgia State. So whatever, all good there for the Gamecocks. Got to be real. If I'm South Carolina, I'm starting to go. This Clemson thing's a bad idea. Can you do that PR wise though? Do you look like you're just bailing? Well, you look like you're bailing, but you are just. If bailing. you trade an L for a W, yeah. That's what I'm saying about college football. The overall win total is is just what matters 99% of the time. Seven looks so much better than six. Eight looks so much better than seven, and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge perception thing. Tennessee opens against Ball State. Then they do the return trip to Pittsburgh, Akron, and UT Martin for the Volunteers. Okay. Sure. A&M opens against Sam Houston, then plays Appalachian State. Then on September 17th, they play the Miami Hurricanes at home. And then, I wonder who the coach at Miami will be. You think it's know. Manny Diaz? Not if it's going the way it's going. I mean, they have they're, – they're one and two, but frankly they're 0 oh and three because they look like hell against App State. And should have lost. Yeah, I mean, and then they just got bombed by Mel Tucker in Michigan State last weekend. See, he coached in shorts. Wonder Tucker? If finally, yeah, I wonder if we're finally getting to that a little bit. He's a hell of a good coach. Now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he coached in a, a polo and shorts. Good for him. Oh, man, he looked like he was going to the golf course. I don't have a problem with it. I, mean, I have no issue with it at all. I, I, I'm a, look, I'm a little weird because I get really annoyed by the basketball coaches who don't dress up, but then I really don't care what the football coach wears on the sidelines at all. I hate the dumbing down of the wardrobes in basketball. Like, think, it gives me a visceral reaction. Do you think that's permanent? I think some level of it is permanent. I, do I don't know that we're. I don't know that we're going to literally wear jogging suits every game. But at the same time, I don't think we're going back to full suit and pocket square that often. For I realize this is a Wednesday bye week and we're just jumping all over the place so people are just going to deal with it. But did you see where the SEC put out that SEC basketball media days will be virtual and they're not really actually media days? It's going to be like coaches are going to be on the Paul Feinbaum show. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see this. I mean, the expectation that you will, like, listen, you as a beat writer will listen to Kermit Davis talk to Paul and turn it into a story – I can tell you one that will not do that. No chance. Zip, zippo chance. And it makes me wonder, are we doing this again in basketball where all interviews are virtual? What are we what are we doing here? I'm really interested to see I didn't see that. Because it's what's today, September the twenty second. I mean, I know we're we're focused on football as we should be, but the college basketball season's like fifty days away. What are what's what's going to be the protocols? Because that's indoors. Yeah. Like Oxford still has its mask mandatey thing, right? Well, the campus does indoors. 
I just, so as of right now, you know, I don't know. We'll I mean, see. How, did, but, yeah. you know, how do you do all that? What's what's it going to mean from a coverage standpoint? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, look, I mean, I know NFL coaches, college coaches used to wear suits all the time. Um, I, I guess, was it Nolan, the last one a few years ago, that still kept that tradition, if you will, up in the NFL before he got fired? Um, I think that's right. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I don't – Remember Tom Landry used to wear the, the fedora and the yeah. suit and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean – He looked sharp. Did Bowden have a suit on or at least a dress shirt on Saturday in the picture you put up? He's always he worn a dress shirt and a tie. Okay. I think that's what he did that's even his on thing. Saturday. Yeah. That's so, his thing. So he's keeping it live. Um, yeah. I, in football, I really don't care what they wear at all. But I just, I'm, I'm a little, the jogging suited to coach in, in basketball bugs me a little bit. I kind of like the, the dress up. Um, <laughs> Ginger wants coaches of football and basketball to wear the uniform the way baseball coaches do. Man, can you imagine some of the basketball coaches in a basketball uniform? It'd be rough. <laughs> I I don't care necessarily about the baseball thing, but I do understand how dumb it is at the same time. We don't have player managers anymore. But do you know how crazy it would look now to look into the dugout and see like a baseball coach in a polo and a pair of khakis? It would look crazy to look at it now. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but Don Kessinger was the last player manager. That was in 1978. I understand that. I'm just saying, if if all of a sudden you looked into a dugout... I feel like we're getting slowly moved there a little bit, though, by how much more often they put the hoodies and things on over the jerseys. Yeah. To where we're getting slowly acclimated to something different. I'm not saying they're changing the rule or that's the reason for it. But they're still wearing the pants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're still wearing baseball pants. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Golden wore a suit at Miami. That's right. Oh yes. Yeah, did he wear a suit or did he? He didn't wear the coat, right? He just had the shirt and tie. Just the shirt and tie. <sighs> yeah, I just I feel like we need to. Like, look, you're right. Society in general does not dress up very much anymore, so it just kind of is what it is. But I'm I'm old man yelling at cloud. I understand that, <laughs> but it, it 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 is what it is. I'm. Um, yeah, I don't know who was in the NL. Kessinger was the last player manager in the AL. I'm not sure who the last NL player manager was. Pete Rose. Was it Pete Rose? That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, A&M went over that one. And then your Vanderbilt Commodores in year two under Clark Lee. Yeah, boy. They open up on the Big Island in Hawaii. Okay. Well, sure. That's a nice trip. For they the get kids. a trip. Yeah. They play Elon. Okay. They play Wake Forest at home. Mm, okay. And then they go to Northern Illinois. You're back so to the Y, right? They get trips to Honolulu and DeKalb. Congrats. <laughs> hey, look, Clark wants them to see the country. Well, they're going to see it. They want to see the country. Didn't they miss play at Northern Illinois once? I don't remember that trip. I remember them playing Southern Illinois at home in like 95, 96. could have sworn that they played a game up there. Maybe really? I'm wrong. I, I could be way off. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Drink which would one hundred percent wear shoulder pads. <laughs> he probably would. Uh Mississippi State gets Georgia, by the way, on its uh rotate in rotation next year. Oof. Yeah. In place of whoever else they played this year. I don't know. I Who's their other East game? I don't know. Mississippi State plays uh Kentucky and whom? Bandy and Kentucky. Oh, uh, so Vanderbilt for Georgia. Oof. That's a downgrade. Now. 
That's trading a W for an L. Yeah, their worst stretch. They have a well, it's a pretty good stretch. State in order plays A and M, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia. Oof. In a row. Have fun, Mike. In between Bowling Green and East Tennessee State. That might be his Waterloo. You think so? He gets a third year. I'm not convinced he gets a fourth. Because you don't think they're doing much of anything right now. No. Do you? No, not really. I mean, look, they could go beat LSU on Saturday, and we'll see what the number gets to. But if they don't, it gets hard. The loser of Saturday's game is on a train wreck. So let's play it. Yeah, sure. They lose to LSU to go two and two. They're losing a college station that's two and three. They're losing to Alabama that's two and four. They'll beat Vanderbilt that's uh, three and four. If they don't beat Kentucky, I think they're screwed because they got to go to Arkansas, to Auburn, and I'm sorry, I think both of those are losses. Tennessee State at home's a win, and they got to play Ole Miss, and I think they lose to Ole Miss. Well, that brings like a four and eight into play. I know. And if that happens, he goes in the next season, the seat's on fire. Because the only people that are claiming this is working are the propagandist who would claim anything was working. Until it doesn't, and then they go, oh, see. I always knew this wouldn't work. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah. Told you all this wouldn't work. You literally spent three seasons hyping the guy. I just was doing what I thought was best for the program. Okay. But State could beat LSU Saturday. I mean, I think about it. I guess, maybe. I've watched the two teams. There's Are no- you more interested in State LSU or A&M Arkansas? <sighs> Because it's a different class of I think I'm more interested in the LSU game. Because no matter what happens in the A&M-Arkansas game, both teams are pretty solid. Both programs are pretty solid right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, even if Arkansas goes 6-6 and this year, I don't think there's any question that you can see that they're better. he's putting his stamp on their program, and it's pretty pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And Jimbo's got a good program. They're they're loaded on defense. Mm Mm-hmm. And recruiting at a really high level. So it is what it is. This, the loser of this has train wreck written all over it. Like if LSU were to lose in Starkville, holy hell at what could come. Auburn, they could lose to Auburn. Because their home field advantage turns into a home field disadvantage if the fans are pissed. Sure. we got to go to Kentucky. got to play Florida. Got to go to Ole Miss. Got to go to Alabama. Got to play Arkansas. Still got to play Texas A&M at the end of the year. I mean, there's only one gimme the rest of the way for them at ULM. Let that stadium have 45,000 people in it for ULM and look at how cavernous it looks because it's a massive facility. It looks like what Neyland looks like when they are like that, where you look up and go, oh, there's yeah, no one here. there's no one here. And I've seen Tiger Stadium be a disadvantage for the home team. I've watched it. Is O the only firing potentially this year? In the league? Yeah. Is there anybody yeah. else even really hot-seated right now? I mean, not Alabama, not Arkansas, not Auburn, not Florida, not Georgia, not Kentucky. 
LSU's in the mix, not Ole Miss. I don't think it could happen at State, not Missouri, not South Carolina, not Tennessee. No, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> that is your 2022 schedule until Texas and Oklahoma jump into the league, and then when they do, we'll reset it and start over and spend another day on whatever it looks like at that point. But for now, you are uh, caught up. A lot of good non-con games, though. Most of those would still survive. The alliance has not hurt the SEC as far as scheduling to this point. Um, <laughs> and we will uh... – <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Apparently, they want to play SEC teams. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. Two packages, the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone services available. Parental control. Are you all right over there? Yes, Someone sent me a doctored photo, and it was really funny. Sorry. Network security, wireless mesh <laughs> extender, and much more. Call the office for details. Again, for Spark, 62-238-3159. <laughs> you freeze at Miami. That's what it was. It's on Twitter. I should retweet it. Just let people see it. Is that being mean if I retweet it? Uh, nah. You're probably blocked or something anyway. He probably does have me muted, at least. <laughs> anyway sorry uh we're also brought to you by acs uh owned and operated by clay mcnutt baldwin mississippi there's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a rockwell automation recognized system integrator acs has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a ul 508a panel shop you can get in touch with them to learn more at acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381 we're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam and BB are Ole Miss graduates. They pride themselves on hard work and maximizing value for their commercial clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Medical Parkway in Flowood, Mississippi. It's uh, an excellent opportunity for hospital, medical office, professional office, and retail users to position themselves in one of the most vibrant submarkets in Mississippi. So give BB and Sam a call at 601-586-3220 to learn more about the Medical Parkway. We're brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. They make the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to their site, get measured by their virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. Or, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com, use the promo code REBELGROVE and get 10% off your entire purchase, or you can use that code in the Oxford studio. The most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, you'll love yours too. We're also brought to you by Lamons, Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, pearls, children's jewelry, and more. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com. Or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area up in that part of North Mississippi, call Southern 662-429-4429. We'll have a uh, soft verbal at some point tomorrow. 
It's brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Podcast also brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. G&M there on the Square, or sorry, on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery. You have what you need when you need it on that just that one day. Also, they offer right-way meds to individually package your medication for those who need that option that could save lives in the right circumstance. And remember, if you are a state or school employee that has CVS Caremark as your pharmacy benefit manager that has nothing to do with CVS Pharmacy, you're all good to stay with your local pharmacies, including Tyson and G&M. So again, 662-236-2222. I got... It got tweeted at me like 47 times, which I appreciated yesterday. Um, was dead wrong on the Elon Payton show. It doubled in in viewership yesterday. Went up over 1.67. Yes, 1. You, lit up my, you lit up my phone with your Did I really? supposition. People, people put you in with with, with telling me yeah, that I was like, inaccurate yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they blew up. Yeah, I was getting like mentions. I was getting direct messages. I mean, it was coming in from every. Uh, You're every... not allowed to ever be wrong. No, 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 no. Nope. Gotta well, be wrong. Like my, and, and again, nobody was like malicious about it. But I was like, well, I'm glad. The whole yeah. point was, yeah. I wanted the numbers to go up. I wanted to survive. It wasn't like, well, told you. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm. It, it didn't appear to get the same social media buzz, which I know. Imagine this. Sometimes social media doesn't tell the whole story of something. It's a damnedest what? thing. Maybe Twitter. Are you saying Twitter's not the real world? Sorry, I'm, I've lost all train of thought. Lane Kippen, you you heard Shane Beamer's rant, right? A couple days ago. Yes. He essentially is accusing, not accusing. He's saying Georgia has a lot of bought players. Um, if you listen to any subtext at all. So a tweet with the uh, rant in it from the checkdown says South Carolina lost to Georgia of the weekend. Oh, Gamescocks coach Shane Beamer <laughs> gave an all time answer about how it happened. Lane Kiffin, quote tweeting it, just said, "Have you ever played Alabama?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <coughs> wow. Including tagging the Crimson Tide in the uh, in the tweet. So that was funny. That's all right. Question. Yeah, sure. And I know we make a lot out of Kiffin and his social media and all that stuff. <laughs> uh huh. He appears to be eagerly anticipating this game. A year ago, he did not seem to be eagerly anticipating this game. Do you sense that as well, or is it just me? Last year, he was ready to get it over with. But I didn't get the sense last year that he ever thought going into that game that they had a chance. I know they scored a bunch of points, and it led to the famous speech about, hey, we didn't come here to play close games. Yeah, sure. I get it, but I'm talking about, forget the, if you can, and I know that's hard, forget what happened in the game. And try to think back to the build-up to that game. I never sensed any eagerness on his part. No, it was a downplay of one of all everything. It was just sort of, look, I think he believes he can win the football game. I do too. Are they going to win? I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, hell, if I knew that, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in Vegas. But, yes, I believe he has a, a, a 22-man roster from a starter standpoint. He could put on the field and have a way to win a football game. He knows he has the best quarterback. And that carries you a long way in college football. I think he has the best offense. Yeah. For sure. He does have the best offense. Doesn't have the best defense. But I don't think his defense is so much worse than Alabama's. I mean, ESPN today, Adam Rittenberg, and again, this is not us pumping it up. This is ESPN doing it. Story on ESPN today. 
about how, how, quote, SEC play, and especially the October 2nd game in Alabama, will show just how far the defense has come, but the current model for reaching the college football playoff is elite offense and good enough defense, and Ole Miss might have found the formula behind Corral. Quote, he's extremely lethal, said a defensive assistant who has faced Corral. I think he'll be a really good pro. He's smart. He knows where to go with the ball, and he can make every throw. They're discussing this. Yeah, his, his intelligence is, is more than people give him credit for. I think He I, doesn't get the credit. I though. honestly think people look at the tattoos and assume that he's not smart. I, I do. I, I, think it's, I think it's a judgment thing. It's stupid because the kid's really bright. Yeah. Listen, I'm almost reluctant to do this. I told you this yesterday, and I'm I'm, I'm going to. Oh, I'm I mean, I'm almost scared of the conversation because I know how things can go here. Because again, Ole Miss on a 22 standpoint, the quarterback, all those different things, they're damn good. They're they could compete in any game this season, and if lightning strikes, they could win a lot of them. But they're one injury at not just one position, but like ten positions where it puts them in such a disadvantage where to a relative level it falls apart. And that's the problem here is that everything is had is needs to be said with kind of like that relative caveat. And obviously we're not going to do that as we have a constant conversation, but it's sort of like that it's sort of like that scene in a few good men when they're bringing in all the different witnesses and they're like, "Were you in the room at so and so time?" and then he goes, "No." And they bring the next guy and then finally like Kevin Bacon stands up and goes, "Look, how about we just assume that none of those dudes are in the room and we save time here? It's kind of what I feel like we're at. So we're having to have the conversation under the stipulation that they stay completely healthy at so many spots. Yes. So I have such a distrust for my own eye as it pertains to football. Sure. That I reach out to people that I know, and I've been doing this a while. I I know a lot of people in, in football. And I reach out to some people here and there just to go, hey – I think I saw this. Have you seen enough to tell me whether I'm right or wrong? Yeah, okay. Sure. Uh-huh. And I try to talk to people that have no vested interest in it at all. Sure. And I did that yesterday. And one of the people that I talked to, and again, this is a football coach, not at Ole Miss. I'll freely admit I have no contacts on the Ole Miss staff. There you go. That I could talk to about this. Not at an SEC school with someone who'd seen film of the teams that we're about to talk about, okay? Sure. And I said, am I right in saying Ole Miss has a chance in winning this game? He goes, you want to hear something crazy? And I said, sure. He said, from a pure football matchup stuff, from the way the games are played, from strengths, weaknesses, he said, frankly, the game that would concern me more about Ole Miss in the next two weeks is Arkansas. And I was like, What? He said, no, Arkansas can slow the game down in a way that may put some pressure on Ole Miss. And then he said, "He said I, I think Ole Miss could beat Alabama and could do it by multiple scores. He goes, that doesn't mean that they will. Alabama's really good. Bryce Young's very talented. But they have some defense issues that he thinks Ole Miss can pick apart. So he thought that today, right this moment, that – Arkansas and some other teams, we want to talk about some other teams too, were better defensively than Alabama is right now today. I wrote today, um, by the way, Alabama has not trailed at the end of a No, it was not Chris Landry. It was someone who actually is in football. (laughs) Um, Alabama hasn't trailed at the end of a quarter in the last 48 quarters, by the way, for a stat. 
Um, yeah. And, and it's possible that everyone, including the people that I talked to yesterday, are making too much out of the last three quarters in Gainesville. Um, Pat Forty called Ole Miss the biggest challenger to Alabama in the SEC West uh, yesterday. Um, while also calling Ole Miss Mississippi throughout the article. So yeah, that's 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 Pat. Pat being woke. Yeah, sure. That's that's that. Um, Got to make sure that his colleagues know that he's woke. Probably wore a mask the whole time he wrote the story. But I wrote, I wrote about Bryce Young a little bit. Go read it today. Or no, sorry, not Bryce Young. Um, about well, I did write about Bryce Young. Bryce Young. That's not what I'm talking about. About Alabama. From an analytical standpoint, they're frankly kind of bad at linebacker right now. Um, they don't get a ton of pressure when they blitz. They have a hard time. And when they do blitz, if they do not get to the quarterback, they have severe breakdowns in coverage where they're getting popped. Opposing quarterbacks are completing 71% of their passes against Alabama when Alabama blitzes. So I think you're about to see a situation where it's not necessarily even emulating the Arkansas defense. It's playing to their strengths as well. Alabama is probably going to rely on having to get a three-man pressure on Ole Miss or just sit in that all day long. I do not think they bring pressure against Corral much whatsoever. I think this is a three, four-man front, a lot of base defense, and hoping their talented secondary can run with Ole Miss receivers. Alabama has always – throughout the Saban era, been so good on the interior of their defense. They've had those big bodies that just eat space, eat gaps. You mm-hmm. can't run on them, and so you end up trying to run to the outside, and, 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 and their speed is so excellent that they take that away. And before you know it, you're always in third and long. And then they can get exotic on third down, get to the quarterback. You know the rest. Sure, They're not as good in the interior this year. And it has led to a ripple. That's not me talking. That's football people talking. I don't know that I know football well enough to go there. I think I do, but I try to talk to people to make sure that I'm not an idiot. And doing this weekly thing with Pete has led me to go, oh, no, I'm an idiot. Don't ever, don't ever trust your eyes yeah. again. Talk to people. On the flip side, Alabama's not protecting Bryce Young very well. I wrote about that too today. He he's he's under a lot of pressure. Alabama's already given up thirty pressures so far this season through three games on his dropbacks. By comparison, Matt Corral's only given up thirteen pressures to this point. I mean, it's it's a huge difference. Alabama does not have the quite the depth at offensive line that they have had in the past. They're still molding together after losing guys at the end of last season. And Young's I mean, decision making's not. He's a young quarterback. He's a very young quarterback. You know, the point was made yesterday, and, and, and it's a credit to Alabama. This is not an insult to Alabama at all. It's a credit to what they've done over the past, what's it been, 12, 13 years. Yeah, sure. That when you lose, they lost a quarterback who's now starting as a rookie in the NFL. They lost Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Najee Harris, who I think was the most underrated, criminally underrated college football player in the last five years. Yes, they lost, I think, three offensive linemen to the NFL. Someone can correct me, but... Yeah, sure. Dickerson, Leatherwood. And it seems like there's one yeah. other guy. Whatever. Yeah. If if that were any other... Let's, let's just stay inside that state. Let's say Auburn lost that many guys off its offense to the NFL. The narrative would be, frankly, because it would probably be true, boy, it's going to be really hard to replace all of those guys without taking a hiccup, without taking a step back, at least briefly. Mm-hmm. And it's a credit to Alabama that over the years, they've lost guys like that and just insert new dude, go. 
But something happened last year, and this was the same conversation. A year ago, with all of the COVID stuff just dominating your every program, Alabama's including over the course of the year, you were trying to be more efficient with your practices. And maybe some of the young guys that would have gotten reps in a normal year didn't get as many reps in a COVID year. And you also didn't have the non-league games. You just played league games. And so you spent more. You didn't have the Mercer game last season where he does his thing and all that stuff. But, yeah, but you know in practice they gave younger guys some more reps. And so you just kind of wonder if maybe they're a little tick behind where they normally would be in replacing those guys. And when you were replacing that kind of talent, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Mac Jones, Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson. I mean, the, the, dude, that's a lot of guys. It, it, it's such a weird game because we're still trying to figure out what both teams are to some extent. Um, Florida's personnel is different than Ole Miss in a lot of ways. Florida has a really good defensive line. They're pretty yeah. active in their front seven on oh, defense. Yeah, sure. um, and Dan's done a good job If you told me Alabama wins this game by 10 to 14 points, I go, okay, sure. sure. And if you tell me Ole Miss wins the game by 10 or 14 points, I go, okay. Yeah. There's a 30-point swing where I go, sure. Yeah, and I don't know what home field will do for Alabama. I mean, I think it's a bigger impact than maybe we're giving it credit for being because we just haven't seen it in a while. This This team, this staff, this group as a whole has been together for a year and a half, and they've gone on the road some, but they've never played in a road game where it was loud. They've never played a road game. I mean, has Matt Corral literally played in a road game where there's crowds? I'm trying to think. His, the largest crowd Matt Corral has played in this season – is Memphis. I mean, his career is Memphis. The Liberty Bowl opening At weekend Memphis. of 19. Yeah. Because Plumlee started against Alabama in 19. Matt, quarterback, that last drive that led to the Elijah Moore thing. I mean, he that was and it was loud, and he got oh, that done. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he quarterbacked that drive, but he didn't play much still, that game. Yeah, that's it, though. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, State. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But from a starter play the whole game, it's it's Memphis. Yeah. So they lost 15 to 10. Because their road games last year, they went to Kentucky, they well, went to Arkansas, it but it was empty though. stadiums, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm fascinated. All right, I, mean, I am too. I, 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 I'm, it's almost kind of fun that it's a week away, that you like you get to see a little more this week of other teams and digest sure. and sort of let it sure. – let it. Because, I mean, look, somebody's going to lose. Ole Miss will probably be 11 or 12, something like that. Next By the week. way, I don't buy the Ole Miss has not played anybody argument. That that feels disingenuous. I watched Louisville against UCF, and Louisville's good. Now, is Louisville great? No. They're fine. Yeah, they're good. But they're, they're good. They're, they're fine. No one's going to, at the end of the year, go, you know what? Louisville sucks. Louisville's going to go like 7-5 and five in the ACC. And I can't dismiss what Tulane did against Oklahoma. I can't just throw it out the window. Now, they were tired by the time they played Ole Miss. They'd been in that hotel for three and a half weeks. They, were. they knew they were going home the next day. They were ready to go. They were, yeah. Once, once, once Ole Miss got on them, they were ready to go. Yeah, once they got popped, they weren't ready to pop back. That was they good. were looking, let's go home. Yeah, the zeal had left a little by that, by that point. And then I don't know whether these are my eyes deceiving me or not. If you do the comparison thing, I've watched Oklahoma, I've watched Ole Miss, and it'd be a hell of a football game if they played each other. A lot of points. It'd be a lot of points. It'd be fun to watch. I don't know. 
I mean, you could do – Alabama hasn't played anybody other than Florida because Florida's good. Florida's good. But Miami's. Miami's not good. No, Miami's Mercer's bad. Mercer, bless their sweethearts. And no, then, there's a – like, so I don't know. Look, Alabama might go 12-0, and go 15-0, and and never get tested. Sure. Great. If they, it, it, it's certainly possible. So, yes, they are king. I mean, I don't misinterpret our conversation here. Until somebody knocks them off, they are what they are. Oh, I've consistently said that. Yeah. So, when anybody ever goes, I'm disrespecting yeah, Alabama, no, 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 no. no. They're still number one. Um, I, I, if they won every game seven to six, I would vote But in a one. very relative vacuum, we're giving them a lot of credit for Miami when Miami sucks. I don't know what well, to do with that. Yeah, I, I mean, mean – Yeah, I mean – there's discontent. Yeah, it doesn't mean Alabama's not Coral good. Gables. It just means that doesn't really tell me anything looking back. I mean, there might not be a more overrated college football player than Derrick King. Yeah. Because I mean, Michigan State wore them out. Yeah. I watched a pretty good bit of that game for some dumb reason. So it, it's still early. When everybody goes, well, it's early. Well, of course it's early. The point of right now, it's week four. Yeah. I've seen people do this like about A&M. A&M's not good. Okay, but hold up. Arkansas's not good. They might not be. But they've answered like yeah. Ole Miss has. They've answered. It's what we have to work with right now. They've had three assignments. They've yeah. passed them all. Yeah. Two of them with flying colors. Yeah. That's what I know. And that's, yeah. And Ole Miss has had three assignments and they've aced all three. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they're going to get an A on the final exam? No. But you've only had three the tests. The progress report when it goes home to the parents is pretty damn good right now. Yeah. That's they're, what they're, their first nine weeks comes back and. Yeah. Mama's happy. Damn, told. little Johnny, that's great. I'm really proud of you. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> – but you got to keep going. Yeah. So, Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. Here in a few weeks, Ole Miss comes back home to play Arkansas. Take advantage of their catering and tailgate menu. They have uh, really whatever size you need of artisanal cheese trays, charcuterie trays that offer uh, cured meats, citrus marinade olives, house mustards, fruits, cheeses, and much more. Plenty of options there. A lot of desserts options as well. Cherry buttermilk hand pies, cannolis, blackberry cheesecake bars, cheesecake dip, lemon meringue cheesecake bars, and much more. So uh, just to find out about their menus and see what they have to offer. They're right there off Molly Bar in Oxford. JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Remember, they do deliver to your spot in the Grove. 24 hours notice on that. You can call them at 662-419-9201 or email cheese at JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement for planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses. Much more. Go to mypinwealth.com. M y p i n n wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters on the trip of uh, that you want to plan. You want to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories, and John can do that for you. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387. Or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. I'll have a mailbag up today. Uh, Whitney serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. We'll have picks up tomorrow. They're brought to you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company 
in Mississippi. So whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, get in touch with service specialists. If you're a recent grad without much experience, reach out. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. And here's the big thing they always know about jobs that never get advertised. So if you're looking to uh, hire quality talent for your company, Service Specialist has names and resumes ready for your perusal. And if you're looking for a new job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi but you want to make sure things are really confidential, get in touch with Service Specialist. They'll take care of that. No referral fees for those searching for a job either. You've got nothing to lose, so call Service Specialist at 662-832-5138 or search them out on the web at servicespecialistltd.com. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. They've got premium, uh, the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment, dump, and gooseneck trailers being built today. That's Load Trail. They also have Hallmark cargo trailers, and they can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. They also can repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. Uh, Saw where Luke tweeted yesterday that they're starting to get more and more of their um, fall uh, apparel in. Some of the supply issues are starting to be alleviated. So go to The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylists hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. This is the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. As I said, a 321 content item is up on the site at rebelgrove.com. That brought to you every week by Nick's Tan and Associates. Nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. For all your real estate needs on the buy side or the sell side here in the Oxford area, I've used it multiple times. Give them a chance as well to earn your business. Go to the website. You can click through my signature on the message board or through the content item there on the front at rebelgrove.com. See gallery view, map view, and more of the potential listings for your new home. You can talk with agents and find out what's next in your home buying process. Again, 662-281-1200. We keep saying we're going to talk about the NFL, and frankly, we have other things to talk about as they keep popping up. It's kind of what happens when team you cover is uh, competitive and having a pretty good season. Uh, two weeks, and I don't know that I have a ton of thoughts yet. I mean, there's a couple of teams that look incredibly good. It looks like a pretty good bit of parity in the league. I know you're shocked. That's what the NFL does better than anybody in the Tampa world. Tampa looks really good. Tampa looks really, really good. But they easily could have lost to Dallas in week one. That's true. Um, Dallas looks good. New Orleans is the most schizophrenic two weeks in the history of the sport. They could literally not have looked better in week one against the Packers. They were dominant. Uh, Jameis did exactly what you would hope for them to do. And not only were they bad in week two, they were historically bad. The Saints had 128 total yards at Carolina on mm. Sunday. Mm. Obviously, by far the worst of the Sean Payton era. Um, yeah. Drew didn't have 128 yards very often for the game. Probably uh, a rough meeting between Sean and Jameis this week. It was everybody's fault. They were bad at the offensive line. Um, Jameis did not do a very good job of getting people moved into the correct positions. They were completely overwhelmed by uh, – by Matt Rule's team on Sunday, it was uh, it was surgical. Yeah, the Panthers are solid. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, they're solid. They're good. Huh? Um, McCaffrey's still good. 
Yeah, he's great. He's a great player. Rams look good. They escaped Indianapolis. They're good. They're good. Yeah. They need to get better, but they're good. The NFL's designed to prevent greatness. Mm-hmm. It's designed to create goodness. Yeah, somebody said in the stream, you'll never get an NFL team that's a favorite in 88 straight games like Alabama is right now. No. No. It's not a thing. Well, the system is set up for that not to happen, which is to its credit. It's one of the reasons that the NFL's king. If you're a fan of an NFL franchise, there's always some degree of hope. Unless you're Jacksonville, at which point, I don't know that this much. I don't know. We'll see. I know the Rams roster fairly well just because of my brother being a fan of them for decades. But I thought this was kind of interesting. So ESPN has a biggest surprise and then a verdict on whether that's real or fiction after two weeks. Okay. Um, there's for the Rams is that Cooper Cup is a top three receiver in receiving yards or a top three receiver in the NFL for the year. And they say it's real. Um, Stafford loves him. They say that's what I, where they're going. They said the Matt Stafford to Cup connection has been a dominant force in powering the Rams offense through a 2-0 and start. He's the first Rams player with 100 receiving yards in each of the first two games of the season since Isaac Bruce in 2004, and his first three receiving touchdowns in two games have already matched his 2020 season total. The blazing pace might somewhat slow for Cup as opponents alter their defense to account for him, but he'll undoubtedly remain the go-to target for Stafford. But if you account for him too much, somebody else Stafford can beat you on the outside because he's got that big arm. Yeah, he can still go downfield with it. I'm telling you, I said this all offseason. Yeah, you're a fan. You're a guy. Well, he played in Detroit, and they suck so bad. That he just it got hidden to a degree. He looks number one. He looks like he's in better shape. Number two, he just is happy, and he's got weapons, and he's got a good defense or a, a good enough mm-hmm. defense. He doesn't have to carry them. I know how bad Week One was, and I know we have a lot of Titans fans just follow our podcast. I thought that was a huge win for them on Sunday against Seattle to kind of settle things. That. That 0-2 mark would have been tough. They looked so bad in week one when they got popped. Uh, that was from a verdict in a good way as far as a game a team needed. It felt like Tennessee needed that week two more than maybe anybody in the country. Yeah, I think so. It probably did. Um, Jamal Adams has not played overly well for the Seahawks to this point. He'll be all right. and He's, he's a good football player. Um, it's a big win for Baltimore to beat Kansas City. Kind of a monkey thing a little bit. Lamar talked about getting over that hump. Their problem is that they're kind of like Ole Miss baseball. Yeah. No matter what they do, you go, yeah, but the postseason. It's later. Yeah, yeah it's the postseason. I don't care if they're 14-3 and three or whatever. Holler in mid-January. Um, they're kind of there. Bills got back on it a little bit, just beat the hell out of the Dolphins. Yeah, the Bills are going to be fine. Yeah. They're really too good to not be good. Um, the Dolphins are not good. No. And now two is hurt. Patriots, New Orleans this week. He's still on two as an NFL quarterback right now. I'm not either. I don't know why, but I'm not. No. If I had to buy stock in one or the other, I'll take it in Burrow over Tua. Oh, and it's not even no no doubt. Yeah. I mean, Burrow's a dude still. Yeah. I mean, Burrow had three. Even as he's still coming back, he still has that aura that you're kind of looking for. The mentality, the whole deal. He had three straight picks against Chicago and still damn near led them back. Yeah. He's got to get better, but and the Bears still insisting on this Dalton thing. I just hand the ball to Fields and I go. I know it's going to be ugly. Some, frankly, it's going to be ugly a lot. But he also can make plays, and I don't think Dalton can make plays anymore. 
frankly, the thing for the Bengals is, look, Burrow's got to get better. He's got to protect the football. He's not 100% with the knee. I mean, there's a lot still to go. Their defense is better. Cincinnati's defense is pretty good. No, it's better. Yeah, I actually think it it makes – look, they're not going to win the division or anything. But it's – it, there's there there's a light there where you see what oh, potentially yeah, is possible. Is need another couple drafts. I, well. I really like the Cleveland Browns right now. I do too. Um, I do too. Right now, in fact, if you told me I couldn't have Allen or Mahomes, and I could have any quarterback, I'm I might I might go with Baker. Um, you mentioned Najee Harris. I still like him on the year, but Pittsburgh gets awful up front. Awful. Yeah. Yep. He has nowhere to run, so I don't know what that looks like. And I think number. people now know Roethlisberger can't do what he used to do. So they can stack it a little, a little bit. bit. It's, yep. it's, it's it's time. I would put Pittsburgh on the places Matt Corral could be next year list. Yeah. That'd be a soft landing spot. It'd be a good place. Just a parachute coming in yeah. right there. There are places you don't want to go, and there are places you they do want to go. They might be a little too good to get there. Yeah. Really curious to see where, how much his stock goes up, because mm-hmm. there's so many people in pro circles who had made up their mind on on Corral that are changing it. But now, if you do a complete about face, the, your bosses are like, well, "But a year ago, you said there's a lot of psychology there." Yeah, but he looks like an NFL quarterback no, to me. He does, sure. Uh, so I don't know. That's it. We'll. Look at some NFL as kind of the week goes on. Obviously, we'll have some game on on Thursday night. We're coming to you for uh, for hand raise guys, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Probably let you guys dictate the conversation a little bit tomorrow morning with our Thursday show, and then of course, well, Ben else. too. Oh, Ben's on the show because I'm talking to Ben today. We'll have that for you guys tomorrow morning. Probably twenty thirty minutes. I would think. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. Like we'll talk a lot of Alabama. We'll talk a lot of college football. We'll talk about the games this weekend, and we'll do our weekly kind of NFL quick hitters. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll do that tomorrow with Ben. Be back with you for that podcast too tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful day. Again, tons of content at rebelgrove.com. So head on over, check that out, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.